you so much for listening to Exactly with me, Florence Given. I've been absolutely overwhelmed with all your feedback from the first episode. Honestly, it means so much to me. I've wanted to do a podcast for so long and to know that you wanted one as well was just, mwah, it was just the cherry on top and I'm so excited for you to listen to the rest of this podcast. It's been such a joy to make and I have some incredible guests lined up. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to be deep diving into subjects that fascinate me. I'll be speaking to a wide range of voices, tackling big subjects from multiple angles as I really want to get into some of the complexity and nuance that these subjects hold. In order to do this, I'll be breaking up the podcast into four-part mini-series on a particular theme. And in this mini-series, we're talking all about sex. And today I'm talking to Megan Barton Hansen about queerness, biphobia and slut-shaming. At the end of the episode, I'll be answering the questions you've sent in via my Instagram stories on this topic. Then, in the fourth episode, we're opening up this conversation around sex and I want to hear from you. My guest and I will be answering your calls, your texts and your voice notes around sex, any questions or dilemmas you have to do with sex, sexuality, queer identity or anything else. If you have something you want to discuss or you need advice, just drop a line on WhatsApp at plus four four seven eight nine zero three zero two six six five. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, as this first mini-series is all about sex and sexuality, something I wanted to talk about straight away was queer identity, and in particular, bisexuality. As a bisexual woman myself, I know there's so much stigma and misinformation and lack of understanding out there that I hope in this episode I'll be able to set the record straight on with my incredible, hilarious, honest and unapologetic guest, Megan Barton Hansen. I fucking love Megan. As one of the few bisexual women in the public eye, or the few out bisexual women in the public eye, she's such an inspiration to a lot of people to go out and live their best queer lives and to explore and celebrate their sexuality. I don't give a fuck if you don't agree with Megan, what she says or does. I think she's a legend and she's someone, if only for the fact that she's withstood several blows from the press and people in the media, that I think is someone to look up to for women. Megan and I have been internet friends for a few years. She supported me and I've supported her right from the get-go of both of our careers as we kind of launched into the public eye. She was due to appear on Good Morning Britain after leaving the house on Love Island. And she messaged me and asked if I had a statement t-shirt for her to wear in front of fucking Piers Morgan. And at the time, I was just this uni student selling t-shirts on Instagram in my tiny shoebox of a bloody room. And instantly, I wrapped it up in the pink wrapping paper, sent it to her house. And I think it must have been two days later, she wore my t-shirt on Good Morning Britain. <laughs> with the words, stop valuing women based on their sexual history, just printed in big, my big red font right across her tits on Good Morning Britain. It was so iconic and it was honestly a proper proud moment for me when I got to see my t-shirt on the television. And today I just want to talk with Megan all about her journey on her sexuality. Like I said, the series is about sex and on that subject is 
gay sex, sexual orientation, being slut-shamed. Megan has literally experienced it all. And I'm, I'm just so excited to chat to her today. I want to find out more about her life. I want to find out more about her journey and the difficulties that you face along the way. So I'm so excited to talk to her today. I love her energy and most of all, her refusal to pander to the haters. I don't care what you say, she's a fucking icon. So Megan, I'm so excited to speak to you today. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I always love chatting to you. Of course. I mean, we could talk for hours. We've already established this. First of all, before we get into all of that, I'm going to ask you my five high five questions. They are quick fire questions that I ask all of my guests and you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. okay? Try not to think too much about it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's one thing that sets your soul on fire? Um, music. Amazing. Wait, any particular music? It depends on my mood. I don't have like one set like genre. I think I just need, sometimes you just need to dance. So even mm. music or dancing, and I'm a frustrated dancer, I have no coordination. <laughs> okay. But sometimes you just have to feel the music and just do what your body wants to do. Okay, amazing. Uh, question number two. If you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life, a look that would define you forever, what would that outfit be? So I always joke I have a uniform. It's always DMs, tights or fishnet tights, maybe like a tartan skirt or a skirt. And a cute little booby top. That's a very bisexual outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stereotype. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's something that people frequently misunderstand or get wrong about you? Um, that I'm quite cold. Everyone that meets me thinks because how they've seen me on certain shows, they're like, you're just a man eater. You go for what you want. You don't, you're not a girl's girl. But I'm actually very sensitive. I'm a Pisces. I'm <laughs> such a princess. And I'm, I would say I'm very kind. And people just see me as this cold, money-driven, sexual woman. You know, almost all the women I've interviewed for this show have said that um, people say that to them when they meet them. Oh my God, I can't believe you're so fucking nice. They, could, they couldn't believe it. And I think it's it's like this exterior, exterior we have where people think that if you are confident that you must hate other women and that you think you're better than them or something. It's so true, mm -hmm. just for being strong. It's like strong, why is that seen as like a negative? Mm -hmm. Okay, another question. Finish the sentence. I'm still a work in progress when it comes to... I'm still a work in progress when it comes to relationships. <laughs> it, it, it's not great. Okay, okay. And uh, question number five. When was the last time you majorly cringed at yourself? <laughs> I cringe all the time, but mainly on Instagram stories the next day when I think I'm like Beyonce and I'm like trying to twerk or I'm just thinking I'm so sexy and I'm like, what was you doing? <laughs> I get that like six months later, like I'll go through my archive and I'm like, how did I think this was a thirst trap? Like, how did I, <laughs> like, how did I think that was sexy at the, at the, the time? In the moment you think, oh my God, yeah, people are going to go mad for this. Oh my God, why am I so fit? They're going to eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, amazing. Now I want to get right into the questions I want to ask you. Um, so we first saw you on Love Island in 2018. And I feel like this is just such an obvious thing to say, but Love Island portrays a very heteronormative view of dating and relationships. And I was wondering how you navigated that and found that as a bisexual person. Yeah, it was hard. And I felt like when I went in... I already had things that the press and people outside would pick up on and not necessarily get or have a very judgmental view on. So, for example, working in the sex industry, I'd done webcam before. I knew that would get brought up and be seen in a very negative, derogatory way. Um, the fact that I was sleeping with two guys, well, I slept with two guys in a period of eight weeks and I knew 
I'm quite stubborn, so I knew I'd get backlash for that. But I thought, this is my process. I want to grab it with both hands and embrace it. So because I portrayed myself in that way or the narrative that I thought they was going to portray that I worked in the sex industry I'm not a girl's girl I'm going to go for what I want I was kind of like reserved I didn't want to openly say like yeah I'm bisexual and if you sent a girl in like x y and z like my type Mm. of a girl in I would be all over that like I want to explore that whilst I'm in here because I just felt like I already had a lot of battles to fight when I came out because of how I portrayed myself in there or because how I carried myself in there so I didn't really speak about it and if I did I was there was times when you don't forget this camera's there but you would just have a deep conversation with Mm. someone and whether they air that or not you're unsure I definitely told the producers before I went in because I was dating girls before only a couple of times but yeah I found it so hard to date girls yeah before I didn't really know where I was looking I come from an area where there wasn't really a big gay scene Mm. so I was like clueless but yeah I mean if there was a girl that came in that I fancied I feel like I definitely would have tried but I'm definitely more confident with men Mm. like any men I I could put it on yeah yeah. and I'm really confident in (laughs) that they're so easy right like (laughs) I feel like yeah I just have to be really flirty laugh at their shit jokes and I feel like I'm in control of that dynamic flirting with a man with a woman I am a bit more shy oh my god I didn't even realize how much of a courting process that dating women was with men it's so it's so textbook it's almost like women get attention from men when we don't even fucking want it like on the street so then when you date a girl it's like you have to go through that whole process of like courting her and impressing her and taking her on dates and all this kind of stuff and it's a it's a completely different shift from dating men yeah I love it though. I feel yeah. like it's so much more rewarding. With mm. men, it's so easy. Yes, <laughs> I'm so big headed. But do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, with some men, it's not, and it's more of a chase, and some guys are more mysterious. And, and they, they thrive off that. Yeah, yeah. They love yeah. being like the edgy, like, mysterious musician or something. Yeah, oh, God, don't go there. <laughs> but for a lot of men, I feel like, yeah, it's quite straightforward. They're just open. You're both there. Basically, with men, it's just like, taking candy from a baby you know what you both want it's like okay you fancy me we're gonna bang great Mm, with a girl it's just so much more exciting and interesting Mm. and I have a lot more respect for women I don't think I should say that but I definitely (laughs) do I feel like and again this isn't for every woman but what I've noticed is a pattern that women will dangle sex in front of men to get what they want and men will dangle romance in front of women to get what they want That's so, so it's like like they dangle the carrot in front of your face like if w- women will play up their um assets and women will play up their flirtatiousness and almost become this like siren to get the man to fall in love with them and then the other stereotype is that men will dangle romance and love bomb women and promise all of this stuff to get the fuck to get yeah. the woman to trust him that is so true I never thought about it like yeah that. I, th- I thought about it the other day it's like we dangle these different things in front of each other um, and I feel like that's that's the thing with, with dating men is that it is almost this script of like, you know how it goes, you know what he wants, you know, and again, not all the fucking time. There are some lovely guys out there who aren't going to manipulate women, but you kind of know the script. And with queer dating, it's there's no script. You make up your own fucking rules. Who's going to be the more dominant person? Who's going to be the more submissive? Who's all of this kind of stuff? Who's going to... And it doesn't matter. When you're on a date with a woman, it's not like fuck, she needs to open the door for me else she's not a gentleman. It's like, well, someone's got to open the fucking door because there's yeah. no gender roles, right? And it's yeah. like, that, that, that's what I found was really uh, freeing and also quite challenging about dating girls. Is there are no rules. There's no script. Yeah, I love that though. And I just think 
with men, I feel like when I date a man, I'm waiting for them to fuck up or say something inappropriate or mention my sex work or ask me about sleeping with women. And I'm like, just waiting for that. But with girls, it's just so much more free and like exciting. Yeah, you're not waiting for the the panties drop. Like you're not, you're not waiting for that moment where the bubble is burst. So did you notice a difference between how the men and women were treated through the press after you left Love Island? A thousand percent, especially with me more so, because I feel like that was what the sixth series I think I was on, maybe. And girls, I think on my show, were very wary of like how the press is going to perceive them. If they, It was a big thing about do not sleep with anyone. Do As a woman, you can't sleep with anyone. Wow. What was that said to you on the show? Is that what the girls talked about? It was or? just like amongst us girls. The producers were obviously for like all for it if you wanted to do that do that (laughs) and there was girls in there on my series that were were sleeping with a person that was coupled up with but as long as you don't acknowledge it or ever say it out loud like you can take your microphone off and say it to another girl like oh my god guess what we've done right if you said it on air then that's out there so so many girls were doing that and I just found that really really sad um but yeah I just owned it because I am although I'm quite introverted in a way I'm very stubborn and I'm like no there is nothing wrong with I truly mm. believe that with my whole heart so I was like of course yeah I slept with one guy who was beautiful after the sex it didn't really work there was no chat so I'm going to move on and make the most of my journey I got absolutely ripped apart for that mm-hmm. every interview are you embarrassed are you ashamed do you regret that how do your parents feel are your parents embarrassed there were headlines that my dad fled the country he was that embarrassed wow I was like, wow oh my god I was in that eight weeks and slept with two people like really I think that's tame mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. I, th- I think people are a lot less honest about how they actually would operate in real life. On on telly, I think people have this whole, you know, people bringing up your parents. They're bringing up all of the shame that you didn't even have, Megan. You didn't even have the shame. But then people were projecting their own fears onto you. They were thinking about, fuck, if I was on that show, I would be so embarrassed. Megan, are you not embarrassed? And then all of a sudden, you're made to feel all of this shame. And what I loved about how you handled everything was that you... You didn't shame away. You didn't apologise. You didn't say, yeah, I should have been a da-da-da-da-da-da. You just, you stood your fucking ground. And I think it was it was so important to see. Yeah. I mean, it was, I couldn't be any other way. Like, I couldn't come out and apologise because I wasn't sorry. No. And, yeah, I mean, it was just hard because Wes, like, the guy I was with on the show, he would sit next to me in interviews and listen and never once pipe up and be like, well... I slept with two people on that show. Just one of them didn't come to light. Um, yeah. And I just think, oh, it's just so backwards still in this day and age that men can do whatever they want and are patted on the back for it. But as a woman, it's just so, like, shameful. Like, it's just bizarre to me that still people can't get their heads around that women enjoy sex. Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> and the thing that really fucks me up, I wrote about this in my book, is that people can't get their heads around women liking sex. So it's like, so you are knowingly having sex with women and you don't want them to be enjoying it. Like, that is so weird to me. It takes two people to fuck. (laughs) And so why don't you want the other person to enjoy it? That's just, it's like making women's bodies into like wanking tissues. Like, if you don't want the women to enjoy the sex, then why are you fucking them? That's so messed up. It's so true. Or they're delusional that it's like, you're only allowed to enjoy sex with them. Mm. Like, I don't know about you, but in my past, like, I've had so many guys be like, is this the best sex you've ever had? Wow. It's like, no, I have great sex with everyone because I make it good sex. Mm. It's like, it's not just you. (laughs) For sure. So this is something I'm really, really curious about. I feel like every queer person has a different definition of gay sex. How do you define gay sex? Because in heteronormative terms, fingering, eating pussy, 
is technically considered like foreplay. Mm. But to me, that's fucking, that's gay sex. Yeah. So when, what is gay sex to you? How would you define it? Because I feel like it's so different with gay sex. I agree. Like, I feel like gay sex is foreplay, but it's just the way that it's, the energy is different with a woman. It's so, I feel the most connected to women when I'm having sex with men. If I got fingered by a man, I'd be like, that was great. There's like zero effort in that. You're just literally rushing the process to try and get your dick wet. Yeah. Like, that was See, awful. See, that, that's foreplay, isn't it? But when it's with a woman, it's, it's fucking. That's yeah, being fucked. Yeah, it's like the connection, the energy, how close, like it's just different with mm. women. And I've never had that with a guy. As much as I try and like drop hints and be like, oh, the best bits about like sex with a girl is that the foreplay lasted forever and this and that. Still, dumb as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like in... in heterosexual sex it is all about the penetration of the penis like and (laughs) that's the thing though that I found really interesting because anything outside of penis penetration it just isn't considered sex but when you're queer that's sex yeah it's so weird that people have that idea I just feel like if you both orgasm no matter how you get there and you're like connected and you're having a vibe Mm. that's sex to me sure yeah (laughs) see I, I would also consider sex without an orgasm so if I was like doing stuff with someone with a girl and I didn't come but maybe she came or whatever I would still consider that sex because I feel also gay sex lasts forever so it just (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's, it's so different compared to straight sex yeah and I feel like a lot of straight sex is like a rush to get to the end especially with guys that's what I mean and it's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, ready for round okay. two? <laughs> yeah, I just, I find it really interesting because I feel like every queer person has a different definition of sex. Also, gay sex has so much more intention behind it. There's so much more focus on literally being of service to each other and, oh my God, what can I do for you? And it's this, it's so much more communicative, um, I feel. Yeah, 100%. Like, but it is just a different energy. And I feel like, yeah, with guys, it's quite selfish. But with girls, yeah, it's more about doing stuff for the other person. That's what mm. turns me on more. Yeah, for sure. With guys, I'm more selfish probably as well. Yeah. Because yeah, of yeah. their energy, they come to the party with. I'm like, well, I'm going to be on selfish then. too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Can you remember your first date or sexual encounter with a girl? I was thinking about this on the way here. <laughs> and I actually remember something that I've never told anyone. Okay. <laughs> I was at school and I must, it must have been like really young. And my best friend at the time, she was like, she had older sisters and she was like, right, we're going to do this thing today. We're called lesbians. So basically, (laughs) everywhere we go, we have to hold hands. When we sit down and the teacher like reads, we're going to hold hands on the carpet. And then we used to sneak off and like show each other our nuns. you called it as well and it like shows you none <laughs> literally <laughs> just stand there in the cubicle looking at each other and then I think at one time we tried to like touch them <laughs> it was no abs- I-, I spoke about this on my Instagram before and just like released this whole like valve of shame it was a couple years ago um, spoke on my stories about how at sleepovers girls would pretend they'd be like oh let's practice for boyfriends and then you would pretend that you're kissing and doing all of this stuff for when you have a boyfriend. And actually, I feel like it's just really gay. But also, a lot of straight women did it as well. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And had those early experiences of, like, exploring pleasure with someone just because it's it was playful and it didn't have to mean anything. And then I feel like as you get older, that's where the shame creeps in. 
and sex becomes less about playfulness and all about performance and like yeah how do I look when I fuck how do, how does he like it if you're dating men um that's but yeah so no sad, that's so funny. I, I had very sim- similar experience to you acting out scenes from movies like oh yeah let's let's play this um scene between these two girls but they're gay and then you, you would like make this whole story up around it but yeah that, that is such a, honestly more common than you know that experience really for straight girls as well I thought yeah oh, that's always been the secret lesbian in me yeah well I feel I, so I did this highlight on my Instagram stories I think it's just called um pleasure on my Instagram um you should check it out it's just full of stories that um someone sent in this thing to me once saying oh my god I used to do this thing when I was younger did anyone else do this? Put it on my story with a little Q&A box and I got hundreds of people telling me the most hilarious stories. Someone was like, yeah, I used to act out scenes from Corrie with my friend. Me and my friend used to, oh, what were the characters? I can't remember. But, but, anyway, but like girls would pretend to be Shirley and Phil. Oh, it's so British and so hilarious. Um, I love that. But yeah. like So that was, yeah, like my first, first ever weird thing but what was funny I saw her recently in my area and she's actually lesbian now and I'm lesbian I'm like oh my god we're like destined to be gay lesbian friends together um but then after that I went on a photo shoot and it was one of like the first photo shoots that I ever done with this like glamour magazine and there was a girl video in it and then she was like oh we should shoot together later and again (laughs) in my head I was like we're just doing it for the pictures and then before I know it we're like sleeping together I don't know. So that was my first proper experience. I went like on, your grown up experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I went on dates before with girls, but I just felt it was hard because I knew I was always attracted to women and so much more so than men. I found women so much more interesting and beautiful and I could appreciate all different kinds of women. Whereas with men, and they could be stunning looking, but unless they had like a certain quirkiness or personality. Substance. Yeah, I couldn't find them attractive. It could be literally like Tom Hardy physically, but then mm. he, he could like put me off so easy. But whereas with women, I could see the beauty in like so many women. So I'd gone a few dates, but it really confused me because I didn't have that instant connection. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make when they're just like mm. dipping their toe into like dating the same sex. They think, okay, I've established and you've admitted it to yourself that you do like girls. And then when you date and it's not like this perfect fairy tale date mm. and you will have bad dates with people of the same sex. Yeah. I started to question it. I was like, oh my God, am I even bi? What? Like what's oh going God. on? So many people are going to relate to that. That is like <laughs> the whole experience of being bi is just confusion. Like the whole thing constantly. <laughs> so much yeah. confusion. So yeah, I dated a few girls, but never done anything really sexual other than just like kissing that. And then mm. that girl on the photo shoot, I was like, Okay. No, I definitely am. <laughs> I'm queer and I love it. <laughs> so was that after Love Island? Uh, no, that was before. That was before, yeah. So you, you've publicly dated men and women. Mm. Um, have you felt like anyone has challenged your bisexuality? Because I've I've experienced a lot of that with people just either not believing you or saying you're doing it for attention. Have you experienced that at all? Yeah, massively. And it's so infuriating. I think because I had a really public breakup and it was messy and yeah. I was chaotic and I just <laughs> went for it on social media, acting like an absolute chaotic mess. Um, people assume that because I got treated badly by men or it was such a terrible breakup that I have now resorted to women. And that's such an insult. And I literally want to shake people and be like, are you okay? Yeah. I've always found women attractive. I've had sex with women before. 
But I just felt like I was in such a situation of having so much shame, slut shaming around my career choices, shame around surgery that I've had, that I didn't want to add to that and fuel the fire more with yet more opinions. Yeah. Um, but I got asked to do another dating show and I was like, no, definitely don't want to do it. But then I thought... I come from an area where there isn't a big gay scene mm. and the only means to find any kind of girls to date was an app called Her, which was really yes, helpful. Yes. Also, I felt like we have an added thing of having the public profile. So yeah. there's like, when you go onto these apps, there's people who know you on there and that's that's a bit strange. Yeah, it's awkward. And then people are like, is this actually you or not? I've been blocked off of, I think it's Hinge or one of them. I've been blocked because people think it's a catfish. catfish. <laughs> I'm single and I'm lonely. <laughs> People message me sometimes like, well, someone's like faking to be you on Hinge and I'll sound like a screenshot of my Hinge profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> do you reply or do you just ignore it? Oh, no, no, I air it. And then I like, yeah, and then I came off it because I was like, okay, everyone thinks it's fake. Probably just shouldn't be on it. <laughs> <laughs> it is so hard dating in the public eye. But yeah, they offered me that dating show and I thought, well, I'm really struggling by myself because the app just wasn't cutting it. Mm. Um, there's about five lesbians in my area and one <laughs> of which was my old best friend. So I was like, I have you been there, done that? Like, <laughs> So I just thought, oh, well, at least the producers can like handpick me some girls. I told them my type, what I thought was my type, which turned out to be completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. And then I had everyone's opinions, like you're just doing it for press or all of that. I was like, okay. Mm, but it, yeah, it did. I say whatever, but of it did get to me because then I dated a girl straight after that show, and didn't want to label it like I was mm. having fun. But I felt like we got packed together a couple of times, and before I knew it, they labelled her as my girlfriend, and then I felt like I had to prove to everyone that I was gay and she is my Fuck. girlfriend. So that relationship went on far too long. It was so toxic, so unhealthy. But I think I allowed it to run firstly because it was a new dynamic. I'd never had a relationship mm. with a girl. Um, so I allowed things that I wouldn't from a man and oh, then yep. bad. Yeah, no, I've been there massively. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And also because you're you're so, you've been so, this is how I felt anyway, I'll speak for myself. I felt so starved of queer intimacy and queer romance because it had only ever been with men that I was so much more blind to red flags. I was willingly ignoring them because I wanted to have this thing that I've 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 wanted and also been so ashamed of my whole life. So now that I was out and proud, it was like, I can't see the red flags. I was just like pretending I can't see them. Um, yeah, and linkered then, to it and just enjoying the good parts. But that's so unhealthy. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. St stuff that I would never once tolerate um, with a man. I have tolerated with women because of that exact reason. Because, yeah, it feels like when you come out, you, it's been something that you've been wanting for so long. Mm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know that that's how you felt in that relationship. But that's... I totally understand it. And also the pressure to prove that you're bi. You're like, okay, yeah, she's my girlfriend then. Yeah. And then just stayed with with her for way longer than it should have been because I was like, no, I am. And even then people still questioning, still questioning. So yeah, I just dragged that out as long as I could for all the wrong reasons. Mm. It's exhausting having to constantly be on the defence, which is why I decided to just like take myself off it. So there was a period where I was like, oh my God, how am I even ever going to be attracted to like visibly, verbally say that I'm attracted to a man again because people are going to call my entire bisexuality into question mm. if I even say that I find a man attractive. And that's the other thing with like having a platform is that you're kind of stripped of 
the privilege of evolving and like changing your mind about about things because people hold you to this version or like you said you're this so why are you out here doing this and it's like that was one time where I was captured unaware and now I'm being held to this standard of who I was three years ago and it's like yeah, it's it's hard to put like such a a colorful existence onto the internet because there's no nuance, which is why I want to do this podcast because I feel like conversations between people are so much more important than saying you're this, you're this, you're this. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> it's like you'll say something at a time when you truly felt that, but you're allowed to adapt mm. and and change whether that's in a few days or a week or a month or a year. And I do feel like you're completely right with that. People do see a version of you in their head that's like solidified, that's you, and they you can't move from that I feel narrative. Like yeah, I feel like we're far too complex for social media is what I was trying to say. We're mm. far too complex. You cannot, you cannot possibly be understood just through looking at your Instagram, like you said. Even with stories and Instagram lives, I think it's so hard to put your personality out there. And I think that is the importance of podcasts. Mm. You can just be so free and open. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Do you feel that you're challenged more on your sexuality by straight people or by queer people? Both, I would say. And I didn't expect it before I came out publicly. I was very just like isolated in my area and I only see like a few girls from that dating app. Like I wasn't really around a lot of gay women. Um, So I didn't really experience that. So it was just straight people saying, oh no, you don't seem like the generic lesbian or oh it's just don't you think it's because your sex um work past every stripper hates men and I was just like that's so cliche and not true or the whole relationship thing that's what a lot of straight people say um gay mm. people I feel like gay girls think it's just like an experiment and won't really take me seriously they're like oh it's just a phase for you probably like do you still find them attractive you'll end up with a man though and I'm just like that's so dismissive and I think a lot of bisexual people have that we just feel like erased and that straight people will put us in a box and gay people will put us in a box and it's like you ju we just don't feel valid I feel mm. sometimes well I don't yeah no I totally agree and it often feels like you don't have um community well I've, I feel like I have two communities I literally feel like I have because I can I can go to a pub um and hang out with straight people 
And then I have my queer friends where I'll go to the gay bar and then we'll be gay. I, I, this is how I know I'm so gay is that I don't understand how women can't be attracted to other women. I'm like, how do you look at a woman and you just don't think she's fucking incredible? Like, I, yeah. I don't understand the straight mindset. Yeah, it's it's really odd. I have a lot of straight girlfriends that do appreciate women's beauty. They're just like, I can't imagine myself with a girl. And that's what's annoying as well. When people, I feel like when I say a raise by people... A lot of straight people say, yeah, but all girls are gen- like gender fluid and all girls are no, like sexually fluid. Like all, every girl is like step with another girl and kissed another girl. I'm like, yeah, but that's just like a sexual thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like I'm constantly having to fight my case and mm. explain why I like women and that I would have relationships with women and I have done. Like, I don't know. And that it's it tricky. is different. You liking and dating women is different to a straight girl who wants to get with you on a night out. Like, those are completely different things. Yeah. I don't know if you found this, but I because I'm typically very feminine, uh, I've had, like, a lot of girls almost use me, have used me in the past when I first came out as this, like, experiment because I'm femme and it's still attractive for men to look at. So I found that I'll go to a bar, whatever, get with this girl, and then her friend's like, she's got a fucking boyfriend. And she's like... I'm being used to piss off her boyfriend or to turn on her boyfriend because I'm femme. But she would never get with a butch girl, yeah. right? Because that's too gay. Mm. Like, it's like, it's too gay. I don't know if you've ever I've never, that. I've never had that, but I can understand people doing that. Like, when I've had Hinge or whatever and I say it to girls and you see couples on there, like, oh, we're looking for another girl. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> you see that the woman's like this goddess and then it's like her boyfriend in the background. No. <laughs> oh god yeah a lot of butch girls and gay girls don't take me seriously I feel like I struggle with that a lot and that is more my type I thought when I first started dating women I'd like a super glamorous girl and like yourself you almost thought that you'd yeah Yeah. like someone with like hair extensions and nice big boobs and a big bum and like oh my god it would be so fun to get ready together and then bang (laughs) I'm like (laughs) share clothes but no, I think in reality, my type is more tomboy Um, But I just feel like girls, especially girls who have only ever been with other girls, they just see me as like, they don't take me seriously, which is mm. kind of annoying. But I want to ask your advice on um, how you have the confidence to go up and talk to girls. Because like I said, I'm so confident with men. Mm. And whether that's because like my past in a strip club, I've like spoken to a whole array of different characters like mm. men. Um with women I just don't have that confidence and I do have fear of rejection I guess with girls like how did you how did you do that have you always been confident you like that with men as well no so I'm a complete opposite with men I don't like pursuing men like the idea of pursuing men I just I don't like it part of me is an ego thing it's just like you don't deserve me to chase you like you you don't deserve me me to, yeah. like flirting no come on you got flirting me <laughs> It's an ego thing. Also, I haven't dated men for so... And I mean years. I haven't dated men for years. So I've actually not flirted with men a lot. But when it comes to girls, what I love about being queer in a straight bar is so much fun because I can always spot other queer people. So I was with my friend last year in a bar and I saw this girl, looked at her. She looked at me. Instantly, I knew it was gay. But then my my head goes to, is she looking at me because she fancies me or does she follow me on Instagram? Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's Florence Given, which happens a lot. And then I'll go flat with a girl and she's like, yeah, I read your book. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) So I, um, anyway, saw this girl. She was super fucking cute. And I just, it was like this instant, like we just looked each other up and down. And I was like, you're so beautiful. And she was like, yeah, you too. And instantly it was, no one's going to be able to see what I'm doing on the, um, 
listen to it on the podcast but basically I'm just like looking Megan up and down (laughs) and it was this instant knowing and then I just said can I take you out I didn't want to get with her then I didn't want it to be this like oh let's kiss in the middle of this bar Mm. for for all these fucking weird men who've been trying to get my number all night to see um I was like I would love to take you out it just came over it just comes over me in these moments I think it's like acting on that impulse because if you ignore the impulse you're not going to do it you're going to be psyching yourself up all night to be like fuck I missed my chance fuck I missed my chance as soon as you see a woman you can almost just tell her like you're, you're so attractive I think really beautiful and also it's not speaking in your high-pitched voice like oh my god you're so beautiful it's like you're so fucking beautiful Okay, and then so it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. If you get if you go into like your high pitched voice, it almost because I get so excited when I see a beautiful woman. I get so excited. I want to tell her she's beautiful, and it's almost that like girls' bathroom energy where you're yeah. like, I fucking love you. Oh my god, you're so beautiful. I love your outfit. Um, but if you fancy a girl, she's not going to register that as that you're attracted to her. She's going to register that as, wow, she thinks I look really cool. She's probably not gay, and I feel like especially as a femme person, someone who's feminine, you have to put that extra like flirtation in. You have to be yeah a lot more direct because I know it's it's ironic because the thing with flirting is that it's supposed to be kind of loose and fun and keep leave you guessing um but I think I'm just my my approach is like a lot more direct and yeah it's just I love it I love yeah I I love flirting with girls I feel like you're right where we are like quite feminine we have to be a bit more direct mm-hmm. and I'm really gonna take on board the don't high pitch voice like I'm in the toilet in the bathroom like hey babe oh my god you're so pretty yeah so you take it down a few notches yeah because <laughs> yeah, I feel like if a girl came up to me and was like oh my god you're so beautiful I would not think she's flirting with me um at all um but I am an absolute like as much as I am direct sometimes, sometimes I literally will freeze. I will freeze. <laughs> if I see someone that I think is fucking fit, it depends on their energy, right? Yeah. So are you feeling like a reciprocal energy? And then I feel like it's like striking up that conversation in a way that is just so flirty. So if you're complimenting her outfit, be like, I love your outfit. You look so cool. Instead of, oh my God, I love your outfit. You look so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just like, it sounds like admiration as opposed to desire. Yeah, that's um, so true. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go out in Soho and test run this. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Anywhere, anywhere. And also, I feel like it's it's all eye contact as well with girls. Fuck me eyes, work. I think also, we don't want to be men. So yeah. I get that in my head anyway. I don't want to be like the men who pick me up at the bar. So that's always going through my head as well, is that I don't want to be annoying a woman because I feel like objectifying women is bad. And But also... I'm queer, so I want to... It's like balancing that, how do I approach a woman and not offend her? That, that's yeah, what goes through my head. That's what I overthink about. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to come across like pervy and like, ew, do you know <laughs> what I mean? yes. <laughs> So Megan, I've asked my followers on Instagram to send in some questions and dilemmas that they have about being bisexual. Uh, can you give me a hand answering them? Of course. Yeah, okay. So first question, uh, also they've quoted my quote which is maybe it's a girl crush maybe you're queer but how do you know so how do you know the difference between admiring someone and wanting to date them I think don't put pressure on yourself just like get to know that person don't be in your head like oh my god do I fancy them I need to fancy them Mm -hmm. like I said when I first started dating women I was so like adamant that I wanted to have a relationship with a woman that I just put unnecessary pressure on it I think everyone's journey is different just enjoy the process of getting to know someone and if you feel like taking it further do that yeah okay that's really good that's really good advice I would say that 
um, sometimes those things go hand in hand. Sometimes fancying women also comes with admiring them and those two things are mixed up. And when you are queer, it can be really confusing and you don't know if it's just a girl crush or if you're actually queer. But I think Mm. experiments lead to results. And I think we do stigmatise experimenting a lot. Like we were just saying, it's annoying to be, one, used as an experiment by straight women, which I have many times, but then also to be accused of experimenting. It's really annoying. But also... I'm going to completely contradict myself here and say that like experimenting leads to results and you need to try things to know if you like them as long as the person you're dating knows Mm. that you are by curious and you're unsure um then it's all consenting and the person knows what they're getting into so yeah that's so true just communication as well yeah say you're just it's like early days you just want to see yeah see what the vibe is for sure so another question is I'm bisexual in a heterosexual relationship and my boyfriend keeps saying that I'm no longer bi. Is he right? What do I say? He's definitely He's not right. right. He's trying to brainwash you, girl. <laughs> Silly man. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh. She said, what do I say? You're very insecure. I am bisexual. Yes, period. That's it. Just, you're very insecure. I am bisexual. Period. That's it. Yeah. And I think if, you know, once you've spoke to him about how he's making you feel. If he doesn't make any changes um, to change his behaviour, then consider if this is the relationship for you. Yeah, 100%. Because that can't be... You know, I I understand people not getting it, Mm. but is the effort there? Is he making an effort to understand you? That would be where I'd be like, oh, you know, everyone's got their stuff. But if he's continually like, you're not fucking bi, then then that's... Get rid. (laughs) Get rid, dumping babes. Um, Okay, another question. Oh... I recently came out as bi, but I'm worried that all of my female friends now think that when I'm hugging them or being affectionate that I'm hitting on them. <laughs> have you ever had that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, um, a lot of my work is, like, half naked and I do a lot of, like, glamour shoots with other girls. And I'm always worried that at first, when I first come out, they're going to think, oh, my God, she's looking at me for too long. Oh, my God, does she fancy me? And mm. <laughs> I got really awkward. Oh, and I took two of my friends away to Turkey. We all shared this big bedroom and there was a hot tub in the room and they got in it <laughs> naked. And I was like, what do I do? I've got a girlfriend at home. And, like, obviously, I don't see my friends in that way. Yeah. But I was like, are they going to think I see them in that way? And the more I try not to look at their tits, the more Yes! Yes! yes, yes, and but there's also there's nothing more gay than looking away from a woman's tits. Like, <laughs> I should have just put a pair of sunglasses on. Black, and blacked out. Like, I absolutely had this. I had this friend. So like I said, I didn't have any straight friends, and then a couple years ago, I met this girl. Um, she's so beautiful and incredible, and we have this amazing friendship. Um, she's straight. And I confessed to her one night that I don't like hugging her because I feel uncomfortable that she's going to think I fancy her. And then we had like a whole discussion about it. But I was honest with her and I said that. Also, because we're so feminine, I find this, you kind of slip very silently into the straight world and pass as straight. So Mm. I will be in the girl's toilets and some girl will get her tits out, as she does on a night out, and goes, touch my tits! And I'm like really like no this i'm gay like this is this is weird to me and then it's like loads of straight girls like kissing her boobs or like sucking her nipple and then i'm like this is so no because when i do it it's gay it's weird i feel like a lot of a lot of the things that straight women do in the girls bathrooms or on nights out it's so homoerotic that it's like like women will be like fucking stab stand on my neck like you're so beautiful oh my god like kill me and it's like that is so like do you fancy her I'm so confused um it's so true isn't it like it's but men don't say that to each other so it's like imagine but but then when you're actually queer it's like 
I don't know, like, like I'll be on a night out and someone will say like to a friend or whatever, like sit on my face. And then I'm like, but I'm gay. Like I would. I really, really would. <laughs> I actually would. <laughs> I really but is would. that inappropriate? So yeah, to this person who said they're worried about it, I would make a joke about it. I, yeah. I like to make a joke about anything. Um, so like when people say this to me, like sit on my face, I'm like, no, but I would. <laughs> and then it's just funny. Yeah. There's another question. Okay. Is slut shaming inevitable on social media or other things that we can do to stop it? I think there's always going to be people out there with negative opinions and slut shaming opinions. But I think you've got to realise that it comes from their own insecurities and their issues. Maybe deep down they want to post a picture in their thong bikini, <laughs> but are scared what their, their social circle is going to say. Mm. So the way I deal with it is like, that's that's a, your problem. That's a you problem. You've got to deal with that. That's your shit. Keep that in your bubble of shit over there. I'm going to post some thotty pictures because I like to do that. <laughs> Amazing. But I do think it is everywhere. Like slut shaming. What would you have told yourself before entering this like absolute whirlwind of a career? Because I feel like a lot of books or podcasts or whatever, they always focus on how to become successful and less on like how to handle it when you are. What would you say to Megan before she went on Love Island or became a public figure to get through it? Don't do things to please other people. Yeah, I think my biggest... Regret, and I, I always say, like, oh, I have no regrets, but I do. I feel like I've continued in relationships for other people, to please other people and prove people wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to focus, and I should have focused more on my own energy and my own goals and what I wanted to do, as opposed to proving people wrong. Because I'm so stubborn, it's good. It Like, I'm driven, I get what I want in life, but it also... I'm wasting energy on other people that are irrelevant and, like, trolls and negative people. So I just think, know what you want to do, focus on yourself, and you can't please anyone. People will criticise me for things I've done. People will criticise the most, like, politically correct, family-friendly. ITV would love this person. Like, I don't know, for example, like, Dr Alex. Like, mm -hmm. he's perfect, ticks every box. He's so perfect, clean-cut, wholesome. And I'm the opposite, and he still gets shit. Mm. So if he can't win, I'm never going to win. So just live your live your life and you just got to do what makes you happy. As yeah. cliche as that is. No, but it, I feel like cliches are cliche for a fucking reason. <laughs> and um, would you say then that like the actionable tip from that is anytime you're making a decision, ask yourself who you're doing it for? A hundred percent, yeah, because I've definitely made decisions, not necessarily bad decisions, but decisions for other people. Mm. When you've got like one for The shot. approval of other people. Yeah. To prove them wrong, like yeah. you said. Exactly. And everyone's going to have an opinion. It doesn't matter what Karen's saying. Like, yeah. just go and do Cow. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Megan. I've enjoyed today so much. It's been amazing. Thank you. I've loved it. Wow, that was an incredible conversation with Megan. I've admired Megan for so long and... I just relate to her on a lot of the stuff that she was talking about. I think she's so fucking interesting. She's so cool. And what I love most about Megan is that she takes everything in her stride. I <laughs> I hope if you're bisexual or you're straight or lesbian, you're gay, whatever. If you are an LGBTQ, then I hope that you related to this in some way. And I hope that you found something funny to take away from this. Or maybe you learned something new about the experience of being a feminine presenting bisexual person because no experience of being queer is the same as anyone else's 
Thank you so much to Megan for being amazing again. You can follow her on Instagram at Megan Barton Hansen underscore. And to hear more from Megan, she has her own podcast called You Come First. And a massive thank you to the fucking incredible Black Honey who composed the original theme music for my show. You can find them on Instagram at Black Honey UK and check out their latest album written and directed. If you've enjoyed listening, then please share it with your friends. To keep updated with all the latest episodes as they drop, you can follow Exactly Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please do take the time to rate and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help people to find us and to make sure that the people who need to hear these conversations do. And remember, every fourth episode of these mini-series, we want to hear from you. We'll be taking your calls and questions around the topics discussed. If you would like to speak to me and my guests, you can get in touch on WhatsApp. The number is plus four four zero seven eight nine zero three zero two six six five. And for some juicy bonus content, you can become a subscriber on Apple Podcasts and ask me anything you want. I'll be answering all of your questions. Again, you can just drop a message to me on WhatsApp on plus four four zero seven eight nine zero three zero two six six five. This is a podcast from something else. My producer is Millie Charles, assistant producer is Ella McLeod, executive producer is Carly Mail, and production coordinator is Lily Hamley. Additional production from Chris Skinner, and a special thank you to our engineers, Jay Beale, Josh Gibbs, Teddy Riley, and Gully Lawrence Tickle. <laughs> <laughs>